When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are just about one month away from the conclusion of the NFL season. There are only a few weeks left. The Steelers are coming off a disappointing loss, but can they rebound in timely fashion? It is the Steelers fix. My name is Andrew Wilbar alongside the legendary Jeremy Betts. Jeremy, tough loss, but fortunately, after we talk about the loss, we do get to talk a little bit about an exciting offseason with some pending free agents. I'm looking forward to the show today because it's going to be some good discussion on some future free agents. Yeah, absolutely. The Steelers have several, I think, 18 unrestricted free agents this year, and uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be quite a discussion in-house for some of these players. Um, some players that are getting a little older, some players who have survived their rookie contracts as depth pieces and whatnot, and it's probably time to move on um, or figure out a better role for them potentially for some of these guys. So we'll get to that for sure. But yeah, man, tough loss to the Ravens on Sunday. Really thought the Steelers going into this game, you know, were the better team. Um especially with Lamar Jackson not playing. And then as you saw the game unfold, you could just see the writing on the wall that it was not going to be the Steelers day. And uh turns out they tried to give us hope at the last minute as they always do only to dash it uh, with uh, allowing JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards to uh, romp through them for an easy uh, three play first down to end the game. So you hate to see it, but, it does kind of bring on what was the inevitable, which is a Steelers team that is, uh, for all intents and purposes, looking to grow and build into an offseason where they can add some pieces and come back in 2023 uh, with a little bit better, um, I guess, setup, a little bit better roster to make an actual run in the AFC North. I almost feel as if I'm like jinxing this team. Because the past two weeks, I've been complaining about the Steelers' wins because <laughs> it's hurting our draft stock. Now, there's be- the league is becoming a little bit more separated. The amount of teams yeah. that are in that top 10 that are just playing flat-out bad football teams, I don't know how many more games they're going to win. The Steelers, after winning those two games, really kicked themselves out of any potential of getting a high, high draft pick. So now this week, I'm finally like, all right, Rooting for a better draft pick has not helped in any sort of the imagination. <laughs> I'm going to root for the fact that the Steelers just destroy these Ratbirds because it is a rivalry. And again, I'm not rooting for a loss. I'm rooting for a higher draft pick. But at this point, the Steelers aren't going to get that much better of a draft pick than where they're at right now. Um, so I'm like, we're gonna, I'm, I'm hoping we come with away with a big win this week. And of course, Steelers come up short. But Jeremy, the first thing people are going to want to talk about is Mitch Trubisky who had his share of struggles on the day uh, was not near as sharp as what we saw him out of him. The last time he came in for Kenny Pickett. Uh, What 
is your initial takeaway from the game. And as it pertains to Trubisky, how much of the loss do you think falls on him? Well, I think obviously the the turnovers were the difference in the game because the Steelers had put themselves in scoring position three drives and Trubisky gives it away three drives. And then a fourth drive, uh, a blocked field goal takes away points for the Steelers as well. So just sloppy play there. But um, turnovers doomed the Steelers today or uh, Sunday. And then, but the biggest thing was Trubisky got back into that, that set we saw him in his Chicago days where he was just staring down receivers and where his, his initial read was, was the guy he locked on to. And then, um, you know, he made a few plays where if that wasn't there, then he would move on to the next guy, but there was no setting up the defense with his eyes, no setting up the play with his eyes and with his, his stature, his, his body positioning. And so you had a couple instances where linebackers were just reading quarterback size and zone coverage and undercutting routes. And, and then the third interception was just, I mean, Andrew, tell me why explain to me why Deontay Johnson gets all these targets, 20 plus yards down the field with two and three guys on him. And you've got a guy on the opposite side of the field and George Pickens who makes catches in those situations look routine and he gets three targets on the day, three targets on the day. And Deontay Johnson's getting six, seven targets in two or three or four. In these very situations, it doesn't make any sense to me. And Trubisky, Canada, the whole offense pays for it every time, whether it's an interception, incomplete pass, stall the drive, whatever. It does not work. And when are they going to figure this out, Andrew? Explain it to me, man. I can't figure it out. Isn't that issue's been regardless of quarterback, whether it be Pickett, whoever, which points right back to Matt Canada. And I don't really think any Steelers fans can explain why you would do that. Either the, it's gotten to the point where there's some things you just cannot explain with a bad offense. And it's yeah. other than Matt Canada, those are the only two words that can come to mind because it, it's the same old, same old Steelers. I mean, even Ra- Randy Fickner even did some of that as well Yeah, with, uh, you know, when even it was different case with Antonio Brown because nobody used the separation he could create more than what Antonio Brown did. You can't replicate right. that. And Deontay Johnson is no Antonio Brown. Uh, but as it goes back to the quarterback play, Kenny Pickett, we were talking a few weeks ago about Pat Fryermuth and, you know, you know, how concerned should the Steelers be the fact that in his young career, he already has a couple concussions. How concerned should the Steelers be about Kenny Pickett yeah, as he has yet real. another concussion? Very concerned. I mean, he's getting slammed around back there, and I think part of that's on the offensive line. Part of that is on the scheme, not giving him good enough uh, options. Part of that's on him. He he likes to hold the ball in the early portion of the Ravens game today. He was very tentative throwing the football and uh, breaking out of the pocket quickly, and so those types of things – just set you up for potential injury. But yeah, the concussion thing is, is an issue. And I think the Steelers um, will need to teach him how to uh, set himself up for better uh, results in that regard in the future. Uh, Maybe sacrificing a little bit of the get out of the pocket and roll and, and run with this offensive line specifically that allowed way too many free rushers and way too many uh, hits on the quarterback, even after Trubisky came in the game. Um, 
you know, and that that's just not acceptable for for this team. Get you a left tackle, get you a guard that's better than Kevin Dotson, and maybe I mean I, I have no issues with Mason Cole, but man, Cedric Van Praan, Olu Oluwatimi, <laughs> yeah, we, we mention them every week at this point, and you that's when you can tell that like. Man, these guys could be true difference makers. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how if the, any team decides to try them out at guard because uh, yeah. the Steelers could use that versatility right now because Mason Cole's doing well at center. I'm not sure if you want to move him. Uh, sure. And that's where he has had the most success, both college and the NFL, in my personal opinion. But, Jeremy, I'm going to ask you the same question that you asked me last week. Do the Steelers still have a chance to make the playoffs? They're still technically in the playoff picture, and they're still only <laughs> – Two games out because of the Jets' loss today. Um, yeah. what, do you think there's any possibility that the Steelers get into the playoffs? I don't, and I think you're coming up on uh, a game against the Panthers who have been rolling as of recently and look like they could actually be a player in that division after looking like one of the worst teams in football for 12 weeks. Um, and then you've got the Ravens again. You've got the Browns who are – playing better football i know they lost again on sunday to the Bengals, um but they're playing better um and then you've got a raiders team that's playing better as well so um you know i just i don't see the steelers winning out which would be the only way i think they could do it they've got eight losses now and so winning out would get you to nine and eight and i still don't know if that's quite enough i think um it a nine and eight team will make the playoffs but i don't think the steelers have enough wins against common opponents and head-to-head uh, victories to to make that work with losses to the Jets and the Patriots already in place. So I would I would be sticking a fork in the Steelers at this point at five and eight um, and maybe sticking a fork even in uh, Tomlin's chances of getting to uh, that 500 or better record. We better be hoping for a tie somewhere in here if we uh, want that 500 record. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As the Pittsburgh dad said, leave it to Mike Tomlin. To go eight and eight in a seventeen game season, yeah, <laughs> oh. for sure. Speaking yeah. of that, I think you're probably looking at a Giants team or a Washington Commanders team that will probably do that in only the second uh, season of seventeen games. Go eight, eight, and one. It's looking like it could be a, a high end possibility here. It is most definitely. That'd be interesting to see. It'd be kind of a surprise that Mike Tomlin would not be the first head coach to lead an eight and eight and one team. Absolutely. Well, Jeremy, it is time to roll into your two-minute drill, which is good bets and bad bets. The college season is done, so I've got a couple weeks free to roam as I start prepping over the Christmas break for Mock Draft 1.0. Jeremy. So does, that, does that mean I get your two minutes that you would normally get as well, or do I just get a – am I still stuck with uh, with my yeah, own I'm trying minutes. to think if – is there such thing in the NFL as a four-minute offense? There is actually, you've got your four minute offense. You've got your two minute offense. I mean, I guess, I guess technically you can, I mean, you can split that up however you want. Oh, (laughs) should we increase the time or should we not? No, not this week. I don't have enough players. (laughs) I don't Uh, have enough. All right, guys. Although I could, you know, you know me, I can talk it up so I could probably make it do a 20 minute drill. Cause right now I'm getting, you know, only a few hours of sleep and I'm going to be staying up pretty late tonight. So, you know, 20-minute nap would be kind of nice. We could do a 20-minute Oh, shoot. Wow. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Shots fired. I get you. We'll just take the break right now. <laughs> Let's oh. do two minutes and, and get her over with then in that case. How about that? All right. 
two minutes. We'll leave it at that for now. Are you ready? Man, I am ready. I'm I'm ready for this week. All right. Let's do it. Go. Okay, so we're going to start out with some good things. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars had themselves a day, uh, and leading the charge was Evan Ingram uh, with tight end with 33-plus PPR fantasy points. What a day for Evan Ingram. Uh, absolutely destroyed uh, the Tennessee Titans, and you're looking at a Tennessee Titans team that is on the wrong uh, track as they head towards a a playoff berth here. Um, And then another, just another group of guys here. Last week I talked about the Seahawks passing uh, offense. Uh, Let's talk just the Lions offense in general. Andrew Wilbar, are the Lions one of the best teams in the NFC right now? I think they might be, and it's all because it's all because Jared Goff and this passing offense with a healthy uh, Williams uh, what's his first name? Sheesh. Jameson uh, Williams. Yeah, Jameson Williams, who scored a touchdown today. Uh, he led the way. And then you've got guys like Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown who really round out this group. And then let's talk about a guy we haven't talked about in the good portion of this segment yet this year, and that's Russell Wilson. 33 points this week for him as well against the Kansas City Chiefs. Easily his best game of the season. And maybe a chance that he's rounding into some kind of helpful form for your fantasy playoffs. All right, let's move on to the bad stuff. Saquon Barkley had a rough game. The the um, injury designation going into the week was not good, so you knew maybe he'd be a little limited. But still, the Giants had three separate drives on the goal line from the two and one yard line, and Saquon Barkley was not the one to punch it in for touchdowns. Only six points on the day for Barkley. T. Higgins had a pregame injury that took everybody by surprise. And I know for myself, I missed it and did not get a chance to replace him in a league. And I am going to lose by 10 points this week. Tough stuff. (sighs) That man, oh man, T. Higgins cruising for a bruising for somebody's fantasy playoff hopes this week. Talking about those Lions. Man. They're, they still struggle some in the fourth quarter maintaining their large leads, but sure. right now they're getting off to such good starts and blowing the doors open that it doesn't matter. Their their yeah. defense is still not good, but it's better than what it was. And who would have yep. thought that Jared Goff would be leading an offense that's putting up this many points? I mean, I, I don't think you can just take the lines out of the quarterback conversation but it's got to be, you know, in the mix, you know, hey, can Jared Goff actually yeah. lead this team for maybe another year or two? I mean, yep. the, I, and we talked about this last year. No quarterback class is a guarantee. We're talking about a quarterback class that at one point people were raving about. Some people are still raving about it, but I don't I'm not one of those people. CJ yeah. Stroud has had his share of struggles. He's had some inconsistencies. Will Levis. Um, did not put up great numbers at Kentucky, nope. has the arm talent, um, didn't have a great supporting cast, but still you got some concerns there. Bryce Young, what about his size? And then uh, Anthony Richardson just declared for the draft, which I think was honestly a big mistake after watching him this year. Uh, mm-hmm. He is not anywhere near ready. He's still probably be a first-round pick, but uh, a guy he's that's going to un- He's as unrefined as we've seen come out the last few years. I think a lot of people are going to compare him to Josh Allen, but I would say even Josh Allen was more polished coming out yeah. than Anthony Richardson currently is. They have a similar build. We'll be interesting to see if Richardson can have that same success. Well, Steelers fans, yeah, man. we're going to take a break, but when we come back, you will not want to miss this because we're going to be talking about 
the Steelers' upcoming 2023 free agents. And a title that Jeremy gave, sign them or ship them. Should the Steelers keep these free agents or move on from them? It's going to be a great discussion. You won't want to miss one second of it. So stay tuned. And welcome back to the second half of the Steelers Fix. Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts back with you. Jeremy, it's time to get into the topic of today's show. Sign them or ship them. Instead of start them or sit them, we're going with sign them or ship them. This is talking about the 2023 Steelers unrestricted free agents. The Steelers do have two restricted free agents. There's also another free agent who I believe is an ERFA and Jameer Jones, but we have two RFAs in uh, J.C. Hassenhauer and uh, James Pierre, uh, which means that these guys, that if they get offered another deal, the Steelers will have the opportunity to match it uh, before uh, being freed to sign with another team. So the Steelers will have an option to retain them. We're going to be talking specifically about unrestricted free agents. Now, there are a few on this list that, Jeremy, I know you and I both agree we can, and I believe most of Steeler Nation would agree, we can just move on from them. Robert Spillane, you know, he's been a nice reserve for a little while. I think the Steelers can make an upgrade there. Uh, probably best to just move on at this point. If it is, it'll be maybe a signing after the draft takes place. And yeah. if you need someone, you go back to him. Jesse Davis, Jeremy, I totally forgot Jesse Davis was even on the yeah. roster. And I definitely forgot the Steelers were paying him $3 million to be on the roster. Uh, what about you? One of the more baffling moves all off season. We mentioned it at the time yep, and still remains. So uh, a regular inactive, I believe, and mm-hmm. just not a guy that, uh, yeah, he, he was flying way under the uh, Steelers roster radar for me as well. Yeah. Marcus Allen, Carl Joseph. I think mm-hmm. we also both agree that we're fine with the moving on. Joseph just can't stay healthy. Marcus Shipping. Allen just isn't good enough at any one thing. Yep. Uh, Benny Snell, both you and I agree. It's easy Expendable. to find better running backs than Benny Snell. He doesn't bring anything another running back can't. And then Tyson Alualu, a guy that we both like, and yeah. we appreciate his time in Pittsburgh. He's helped this team out a lot, but I think it is uh, in the best interest of both parties to probably move on at this point. Wouldn't be shocking if Alualu just decides to retire. Yes, um, I agree. Uh, I think we can both agree on those. Let's get to, we've got about 10 to 12 guys here that we want to run through in the second half of the show that, you could make an argument one way or the other, you know, whether it be because the series can find a replacement in the coming weeks, we're going to be discussing the free agency from the offensive perspective and from the defensive yeah. perspective, guys who could be available guys. The Steelers should consider at each position. We'll be going through that kind of a way too early look the next couple of weeks, but this week we want to focus on our own free agents. So Jeremy, let's start with you at the top, Larry Ogan, Joby. We both like the signing one year, $8 million deal was very affordable for the value that he could bring to this team. Uh, what do you think the Steelers should do with him long-term? Should the Steelers sign him again this offseason? I think you sign him. I really do. I think he's a guy you keep around, uh, especially, you know, you're probably looking at a Steelers team that's going to spend a higher draft pick on the interior of the defensive line, uh, 3-4 D end, uh, nose tackle potentially, uh, something along those lines. And if you do, you want a guy like Larry Ogunjobi and Cam Hayward around and, uh, you want that that veteran presence. Ogunjobi has played 
well this year. Uh, I think overall, not not great the last couple games against the Falcons and the um, and the Ravens as far as uh, stopping the run consistently. But uh, up until then, you know, you saw a guy who still had plenty left in the tank, uh, still not too old. Um, I think what is he? 28? Twenty-eight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. twenty-eight years old. A lot left in the tank. I think uh, you sign him, and I think you could still do so at a, at a pretty decent deal. Give him two or three years. Yeah, I think a three-year deal would not be out of reason. And just I, the bigger issue is that it's hard to find a three-four defensive end in the modern NFL that you can just plug and play, right? Even in free agency, uh, I think if you have a guy who knows the system and you're confident in his ability to succeed in it. I think you stick with him. I think Okanjobi's done solid for the most part this year. Um, he does. He doesn't get a lot of name recognition, uh, but he has not been the cause of any of the Steelers' shortcomings on defense. And for the most part, he's been a good pocket pusher, and uh, he's played pretty well against the run. And you really can't notice the fact that Stefan Tua is not with the team, which is exactly what the Steelers wanted when bringing him in. So I say you sign him. I totally agree. Uh, the next one, uh, Jeremy, you've got another one here that is going to be very controversial, but yeah. I think. Most Steelers fans have come around to the point that it is well past due to move on. Yeah, it's, I think it's time to go, but we'll. I'll ask you, man, what do you think about Mason Rudolph? You've got Trubisky under contract another year. Um, you've got Kenny Pickett, the rookie. Uh, Rudolph has been, you know, sitting on the sidelines in, in street clothes, uh, inactive every week. You think he's probably going to want a chance to go somewhere else? Um, what do you think about Mason Rudolph? Is he a sign him or a ship him? I would think you ship him somewhere. I I don't see any scenario where he does come back at this point. Uh, if you're going to keep Trubisky around as a reserve and you have Pickett, you can easily find a third stringer. There's no need to bring back Rudolph. He can get more money from some other team if he wants it than what the Steelers should be paying him anyways. You don't pay yeah. you know a great deal of money to your third string quarterback, regardless of who it is. And I think it'd be I think it'd be a best career move for Rudolph to move on as well. I think it's well past due. Uh, he's had his share of struggles while he's been here, a lot of which has not been his fault. Um, but he's just had a lot of uh, unfortunate circumstances that have happened since he is here. Yes. And I think it's just better if he moves on for both sides. I agree with that. Um, you know, Rudolph has shown that he can be a capable backup, I think, in this league at the very least. And he's good for a spot duty here and there. But Andrew, um, there's something to be said for all these guys, right? Why don't we just sell them all and get a bunch of uh, comp picks this year, right? And uh, and, and use the get those in third, fourth, sixth round uh, comp picks uh, for the draft. What do you think? <laughs> I love draft picks regardless of what they are. Um, yeah. I have a feeling that Mason Rudolph's probably not going to bring much back in terms of sure. compensatory selection, unless for some reason he becomes a starter somewhere, which I would love. Uh, but I don't foresee that happening, more than likely. Uh, the next one, though, my Michigan man, Devin yeah. Bush. It's been a little up and down, but I think we both agree that there's been more good than bad this year for Devin Bush as he is yeah. trending, he's trending in the right direction. He's had more good weeks than bad. His roles changed a little bit, and he's still not the player that we were hoping he would be. But he is good enough to be a starter. And I don't think, Jeremy, it's going to cost too much to bring him back. You don't think you're going to have to break the bank. He's still only 24 years old. He'll be a yet another year removed from a serious injury. 
And with another year of conditioning, another year of maybe continuing to learn in his new role in the defense, and another year under Brian Flores, I don't see how he's going to get any worse than what he's been, which really hasn't been that bad outside of a week here and there. Yeah, I don't know if the Steelers will necessarily prioritize him a lot if somebody gives him an offer sheet that, uh, you know, they, they're just like, eh, I don't know, we've got other other things that we're going to want to address this year. Um, I'm going to – I've been a big uh, Bush supporter all year. Um, you know, I don't think he deserved all of the uh, hate that was coming his way, but I'm still going to say ship him. Uh, in this case, I'm going to kind of contradict you here and, and go the opposite direction. I say ship him and uh, try to fill that through the draft, through free agency. I think you can find a, an equivalent replacement uh, or better in either one of those situations, uh, depending on uh, depending on you know where you end up picking a guy like that. So I'm going to say ship him uh, just because you know I don't know if he's he's a guy that's going to be a difference maker on this defense, and we we need a few more of those. It'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do at defensive tackle because Jeremy and I were talking about this before we came on the show, and it was about the fact that the reason a lot of times the Steelers linebackers can't stay clean, it's not just because they're undersized and they're not known for stopping the run. I think a big deal of it is that the Steelers have been playing without an ideal nose tackle for quite a while on early downs. It's always somebody undersized, and it's been this way for a long time. But if you go back to the days of Casey Hampton, that was the days when the Steelers' defense – was dominant against the run. If the Steelers could get back to that, I think it would help the Steelers uh, inside linebackers. And you can survive with two undersized linebackers, but you have to have that man in the middle who can be that two-gap defender. Even if he's just the ball, even if he doesn't bring a whole lot in pass protection, I think just having that person there, it frees up the linebackers, gives them more freedom to make plays as they're coming downhill. And I think with Devin Bush, again, back to that age, I just see too much upside for the price that is more than likely it's not going to be that bad. I think you sign him. Um, but moving on to the next one, a guy, Jeremy, that he's kind of a tweener. He's not a starter. Yeah. He's not a reserve. He's not old. He's not young. <laughs> he's just kind of in that flux. What do you do with him? Not a hot, incredibly high draft pick, but not a low yeah. one either. Yeah. Uh, Cam Sutton is, is all those things. He's, he's one of these guys that you, you like to have on your team because he can fill a lot of different roles. He can play outside. He can play inside. Uh, and he makes, makes some plays. I mean, the guy's a pass breakup machine. Uh, but then other times you find him in, in zone coverage, just totally lost. And it's like, man, if you could, if you could eliminate those, you could, you could literally be a top tier cornerback in this league. So it's kind of frustrating, but um, with the, you know, the Steelers cornerback issues and probably bringing in a young guy, um, this off season in the draft, I still say you, you sign cam Sutton. I'm going to say sign him. Uh, but what do you think, Andrew? I'm going to say ship him here. Okay. I think the corner class is just so good. The Steelers need to double dip, maybe even triple mm-hmm. dip. I know Steelers fans don't want to hear about that. Uh, triple dip. It's, <laughs> the, this is, I mean, if you don't draft a linebacker, because again, in this scenario, I'm saying bring back Devin Bush, which means you're not drafting a linebacker early. Yeah, We're still going to get to another guy that would fill another need in a couple minutes that I'm going to say to sign. Um, I, I feel like that would take care of a couple, what would be immediate needs if they do end up leaving through free agency. I, I, I just, I just don't think Cameron Sutton brings enough value to this defense. He doesn't, if this, the Steelers need to commit to one type of defense or the other, either man 
or zone. And it's nice to have the ability to play both. And you want to be able to mix up the coverages. But with a guy like Sutton, he's one of those guys you cannot tell depending on the week whether he can hold up in man. And that yeah. that's a big concern for me moving forward. Terrell Austin has proven that he can run defenses that play high levels of man coverage. And everything outside of Mike Tomlin indicates that the Steelers could be a good man defense team. Hmm. Outside of Mike Stinkin' Tomlin's Tampa 2 <laughs> and cover 3 philosophy. And it, it's just... It's gotten. We've talked about this before, so I don't want to get yeah. too deep into it. We talk about this every off season. The Steelers right. need to learn to play more man defense. That's just the way the NFL is trending. And I think Cameron Sutton's one of those guys you just don't bring back because he's not going to be incredibly cheap because the corner market is so demanding right now. And yeah, I just don't see enough justification to keep him around. Sure. Let me. Can we? You- can we? Can we say though, best Steelers cornerback selection in several years oh yes definitely <laughs> cam sutton a third round pick is without the best. a doubt may not best be saying steelers. much but without a doubt yeah. for sure uh, it's a tough been a tough sitch for the for the steelers yeah. drafting cornerbacks and uh so well done cameron sutton uh after i think he lost his first year too to injury as well and then came back strong so uh, i like the pick when we made that selection i liked him based yeah. on who was available um but tennessee uh, guy too yeah, definitely curious to see what happens for him in 2023. How about Derek Watt? Ship him, I, <laughs> I'm gonna. St- I'll start with this one. Yeah. I want to ship him. Yeah, yeah I've been watching ship him for a while. You don't have to pay a fullback that much money. And Connor Hayward is a pretty good fullback himself. He doesn't need to be listed as a tight end. Just move him to fullback. He'll be fine. You don't have to find another replacement at fullback. Just add more depth at tight end. And there's a few depth tight ends that I think are pretty good. We'll be talking about them maybe next week yeah. on next week's show. Uh, but, Jeremy, what do you say about Derek Watt? It's not like the Steelers can use the excuse, well, we wanted a discount on TJ. Yeah, TJ's locked up. <laughs> Ship him. If you want to run those I-formation uh, turn and goes to the fullback, just put Jalen Warren there. Uh, you know, and he's going he's gonna to run just as hard as Watt, maybe harder. And if you need a lead blocker, you can do worse than – uh, the little missile that is Jalen Warren. So, yeah, I mean, you've got Connor guys Hayward. on Connor Hayward too. You got guys on this team that can fill that role, and you've already got another brother on the team now in in Connor Hayward. So you've got that, you know, you've got that that um, brother situation already locked in place for a few years. So uh, we don't need we don't need two anymore. Um, sorry, Derek, we love you, but uh, uh, you know, it's time to go. <laughs> I agree. Do you have a, do you have a, uh, I, I, who would you say is the biggest free agent for the Steelers? Cause I know there's a guy that we're about to talk about in this list who has had a phenomenal year. He's arguably the top free agent. I think the Steelers need to prioritize, but I'll let sure. you give your input on it first. Yeah. I think this guy is, um, I mean, you could look at Devin Bush. You could look at Larry Ogan, as, as guys who, have significant roles with the team, you know, that are like, maybe we should bring these back, but nobody's playing better of this group of guys than Terrell Edmonds. I, I think right now you could call him maybe even the third best player on this defense, um, you know, with TJ Watt really struggling uh, in recent weeks to, to stay healthy and, and be impactful from that um, perspective. And I know, you get a guy in Terrell Edmonds who misses some things in coverage every now and then, but really as a 
as a guy who uh, takes away tight ends. Mark Andrews had basically nothing today. Um, and then a guy who uh, supports in the run game. You can't ask for better from a an in-the-box strong safety, which is what Edmonds has really become. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about Edmonds? I think you, I kind of agree with you there. He's kind of the Steelers' biggest name at, at free agent right now. I think you sign him. He just plays so well with Minka. Um, yeah. It just makes too much sense schematically not to sign him. Um, I think you sign him to more than one year even. Sign him to a three-year deal. Uh, he's still only – he, he is 25 currently. He'll be 26 by the time free agency rolls around. I believe his birthday is in February, if I remember correctly, February or January. Uh, but I, I, there are guys in the draft, Sidney Brown. There's a few other guys that I like that could fit the mold of a Steelers strong safety. But when you have someone as safe as Terrell Edmonds, why not just take one of those needs away as you head into the draft and have yes. that already set in stone? Because you have other depth pieces, like we talked about earlier, Carl Joseph, Marcus Allen, Devontae Casey, other guys that the Steelers, if they don't retain, they're going to have to replenish some depth as well. So you don't want to lose everything you have at one position. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Malik Reed. I don't have a ton to say on him, yeah, but I want to get same. your thoughts on him first. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say either. I think, you know, you brought him in as a guy who could be that third rusher and you hope for a little bit more from him. Um, he's pretty technically sound, but he's not going to blow you away from a physicality aspect. He had a good game against Tampa Bay, um, but that was about it. So I say ship him, man. Get him out of town and and maybe maybe go pass rusher in in the draft with one of your top three picks. I don't think that that's out of the question for the Steelers with uh, Alex Highsmith going to be coming up on a contract year in uh, 2023 as well. I agree. I think you ship them. Uh, the Steelers know how to draft edge rushers uh, outside of Jarvis Jones, but we will not talk about uh, Jarvis <laughs> any longer. Uh, Chris Wormley, another defender. We have a yeah. lot of defenders on this list. The Steelers a have a lot to replenish on the defense. Chris Wormley is a guy, he had big sack numbers not too long ago, but uh, still struggles at times against the run, which is yeah. so weird because that's the exact opposite of what he was in college. He was not much of a pass rusher, but he was known to stop the run in college. The It is completely flipped as he has been in the NFL and moved closer to the interior of the line and not playing out on the edge. Uh, what are your thoughts on Chris Wormley? I, as a Michigan fan, I say ship him. Uh, I agree, and I think there's another factor playing into this as well, and that's against the Ravens on Sunday. He suffered what appeared to be a pretty or a potentially significant knee injury. He was ruled out within a couple plays of walking off the field yep. or needing help walking off the field. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that if, if it's an ACL, if it's a, you know, something that requires surgery or um, I don't know, uh, you know, patellar tendon or something like that, then you're, you're probably looking at a guy they, that they won't bring back. In any case, I say ship him. I think you got to get a little younger here. I think you got to give, guys like DeMarvin Leal, a chance to grow next year and be significant contributors and uh, add some more pieces there in the draft as well. So I'm saying ship him. Yeah, I agree. Let's move to DeMonte Casey. And this is a defender again, yeah. but uh, he's been <laughs> that third safety for this defense. He's that kind of hybrid piece that Brian Flores and Terrell Austin, a lot of people were excited about when the signing was first announced what yeah. do you do with a guy like DeMonte Casey? Do you prioritize him? What is he going to cost? And is he worth the price that he could cost based upon the fact that he's not even a starter technically? Yeah. He is a third safety who can play some in the slot. 
Um, I'm going to say ship him because, you know, the vaunted three safety look that we heard so much about hasn't really been that much of a factor, I don't think. And I haven't really dived into the numbers, I guess, with them on the field and whatnot. But um, I think you've got a young guy in Trey Norwood who I like better than most. Uh, I think he can play that role just fine. Uh, he might not be the thumper KZ is. He might not be the energy provider KZ is, but I think you've got enough of those guys on defense already. Minka Fitzpatrick is all the energy you need in the secondary when he's out there playing at his best. We saw him absolutely demolish uh, Tyler Huntley uh, on one play and and send him to the locker room. Uh, that type of energy the team feeds off of. I don't think I don't think KZ is that significant a contributor that you have to lock him up especially if you lock up Terrell Edmonds. Now, if you don't let lock up Terrell Edmonds, if you let him walk, then maybe KZ stays on the table because he is more of that in-the-box type thumper that um, could be a you know, a, a viable replacement in that situation. Yeah, I like KZ, but he's kind of in the same level as Spillane for me. I think he's a guy that if you need him after the draft and after free agency, if he's still available, you come back and offer him another one-year deal, but you do not prioritize him in that first wave of free agency. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd let him go, let him see if he can maybe find a starting job somewhere else. Uh, the last two, we can touch on both these at the same time since we're running out of time. Let's go with Miles Boykin and Zach Gentry. Sure. Neither of which have contributed a ton to the offense. Gentry, I would probably say more of the two just because of his blocking ability um, and his occasional ability to catch a pass more than what he did at Michigan. Uh, <laughs> I'm not necessarily opposed to bringing back Zach Gentry as much as I have never liked him. Uh, but I will say there are a couple tight ends that we'll talk about next week that I think could be intriguing names. The Steelers could probably sure. get just as cheap as, as Zach Gentry. Uh, and then Miles Boykin, you know how much I love late round wide receivers. I always have several every year that I'm like, Steelers yeah. really need to go and get this guy. <laughs> and Miles Boykin doesn't provide anything for this offense as of late. I think you move on from Boykin. What are your thoughts on these guys? I actually say uh, sign Boykin because of his Whoa. special team because of his special teams ability. You're already getting rid of Derek Watt, right? I think th- those are the two guys on this list that bring the most special teams value. Keep on Miles Boykin. His Absence two weeks ago against the Bengals was absolutely felt on this in the special teams uh, and kick return and punt return. The Steelers struggled mightily in those areas and Boykin came back the next week. And then again, he played uh, this week and it, it's just a different special teams, unit, a different coverage unit with him on the field. I think that he's a valuable asset in that regard. And is, it, uh, is a gunner that irreplaceable though? Uh, well, it seemed to be in uh Well, in, I mean, even pertaining well, to the draft, I mean, that's one of those things yeah. that, you know, a lot of these receivers, they have that duty in college as well. Even if that's part of the Steelers, if that has an effect on who the Steelers go after at wide receiver in the draft, I don't know how big of a factor that could play in their plans. Or It doesn't even necessarily have to be a receiver, but, you know, skilled players, we're talking about corner, guys, the Steelers that are positions the Steelers are going to be going after in the draft. You know, yeah. would that be something the Steelers would be considering when they're weighing, you know, who to draft? Can this guy be a gunner on special teams? Yeah, it could be, especially if you're talking about sixth, seventh round type pick. Um, I don't know. He's just a known commodity there. And I think the Steelers will uh, need to have some receiver depth this offseason. You don't have Chase Claypool anymore. Um, Deontay Johnson, to me, should 
should absolutely be a player the Steelers try to trade, and I don't know if they can do that. But he There's, needs to his be. stock has fallen. Yeah, um, and they're they owe him too much now. No team is yeah. gonna take on that salary. Oh man, such a bummer there. But we had a chance yeah. to trade him, Jeremy, for potential late first or early second, and we blew it. You yep. called for it. I said keep him. You called for it. I was wrong. Uh, absolutely, uh, Zach Gentry. You can definitely um, ship him out. Uh, you know, a guy I really like in this draft is Darnell Washington, who provides a lot more receiving or out of Georgia, I should say a lot more receiving value and um, just as much blocking value as Zach Gentry does. And I think uh, Darnell Washington is about the same size, six foot seven, 260 pounds, big dude uh, can move. He might go a little early for the Steelers taste in a year uh, after they drafted a tight end just two years earlier. Uh, but still, if he's there in the middle rounds and you've addressed some of your needs in free agency already and uh, early in the draft on the lines, then he could be a guy you target. I think you can let Zach, Zach Gentry walk and not miss his uh, his role too much. Well, Steelers fans, that's going to be a wrap to today's topic of sign them or ship them. We hope you enjoyed that segment. We're going to be getting into more free agency talk over the next couple of weeks while breaking down the Steelers' previous week's game. Of course, we're recording this on Sunday night. Uh, but we thank you so much for tuning in, whether it be Tuesday, Wednesday, wherever you are listening to this, whenever you are listening to this, we appreciate you. And we thank you for listening to the show. Be sure to check out all behind the steel curtains podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also check us out on YouTube, check out our Twitter content at BT steel curtain. All can also follow us on Facebook as well. Follow Jeremy at the bats at the bets 93. Follow me at Andrew underscore Wilbar. Jeremy, what do you have coming up on the website? I got an article talking about the Steelers sophomore class. Like we talked about last week, I'm rank, uh, on the Steelers fix ranking them uh, by their production. And uh, then we'll have the power rankings coming out as well. And I might actually get a sneak in a third article this next week, uh, but I'm still working on the topic uh, for that one, but got some, I mean, the Steelers are an intriguing situation for, um, you know, with their record and everything right now and what their needs. So, uh, you know, as you and I specifically transition more towards off-season talk and off-season thought process, uh, as we're getting closer to that point, you know, some of my content on the website will be more geared towards that as well, especially free agency side, because that'll be yeah. the first thing up uh, for the Steelers after the season is over. Most definitely looking forward to that. Be sure to go and check that out. I have a question answer article that'll be coming out some point this week. I have final exams this week, so I cannot make any promises of when that is going to come out, but be sure to check in, be sure to check it out some point this week. I have put that out on Twitter for you guys to give some questions. Um, we do have some actually some pretty good ones. Uh, so be sure to go and check that out and we'll have some more draft and off season content as the time gets closer. That's going to do it all for today. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week on the Steelers fix. Yeah.